What's up, world? Welcome to another episode of the Brandon Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brandon Janu. And as you also know, I am a brand ambassador for Urban Boulevard, BLVD.US is the website. You go there, you find anything. School is around the corner. You find anything, you buy it. Use the code Brandon.30 for 30% off. That's Brandon.30 for 30% off of your purchase. Hit that up and do it. And shout out to you guys, Urban Boulevard. Shout out to y'all. And let's get into it. Okay, so welcome to a new episode, really, of the Brandon News Show. But it is a new series, of course. Like always, I've been doing these new series for my, for my podcast particularly. And I'm branching them off and doing other things. So this particular episode, welcome to the new series, Wrestling Life. I haven't said that yet because, you know, I haven't really named it right. So this is Brandon News Show, Wrestling Life. You know, I'm going to be talking about wrestling pretty much on this this particular series from our brand new show. Uh, I've been doing a couple of those episodes. I just dropped one, you know, this week. Uh, got one coming out tomorrow. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy that one. It's called SummerSlam was Raw. Uh, so kind of explains, uh, I talked about all of the SummerSlam matches. Of course, my experience going to Monday Night Raw last Monday. That was pretty dope. Uh, so go listen to that tomorrow on podcast platforms everywhere. And of course, my YouTube channel, Brand Janus Show. I don't do this a lot, also. Follow me on Instagram, Brand Janus Show. I forget to say social media pages and shit because I just, I'm just like, look at the sign. You can just follow me there. Uh, but social media, TikTok, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, go. Brand Janus Show is the, the entire thing. So go there, man. Follow me on TikTok, uh, Facebook, and Instagram brand your new show. Um, of course, the real thing. Follow me on YouTube, man. YouTube channel Brandon Janu Show. Uh, this is one of the episodes, one of the series. Wrestling Life got another couple of series on there. I got Brandon Janu Show Life in Time, Life in Times with Music. Uh, and success. I did an interview, and that's coming out next week as well. I got four podcast episodes dropping next week. Uh, one of those are. are it's an interview that I did with an amazing artist from uh, my family culture TV podcast. Set that one up, so shout out to you guys. Um, and of course, like always, I got a solo episode, just me talking. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as well. Um, but let's get into today's episode of Wrestling Life. Oh, I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> people don't watch these videos anyway. But anyway, <laughs> people don't watch these videos. I can do whatever I want. Uh, anyway, Wrestling Life. So. If you don't know, if you've been living under a rock lately, Vince McMahon is retired from WWE, which means wrestling's actually good again. WWE is actually really, really good again. Thank the Lord. Um, because Triple H is the head of creative, and Stephanie McMahon and um, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan, not Tony Khan, Nick Khan, is now the heads of of the company pretty much on the business side, but Triple H is controlling the wrestling in the ring side, the creative side, the motherfucking reason why we actually watch the fucking company side. Sorry. I just had to say it like that because that's how I feel inside. Get it? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Triple H is now the COO, literally, of head of creative of the WWE. 
I'm gonna get a buzzer. Like every time I have to say that, and I'm gonna get a buzzer, and I'm gonna hit it, and it's just gonna be a big ass noise, and, and yeah, and it's going down. But it's <laughs> but it is a great day going on in WWE right now because a lot of great things are starting to happen. One thing in particular are signings, and particularly what are their signings going to be. A lot of release WWE superstars are coming back that technically were, you know, let's be real, was just mismanaged when they were first run. Uh, and let's get into that particularly. So, last night on Friday Night SmackDown, uh, Karrion Cross came back, who I thought would have returned back to WWE any eventually because of this Triple H now making being the head of this 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 new regime. I thought Karrion Cross would come back, and boy did he come back last night. He is officially back in the biggest way possible, and they kind of brought him back in the way they kind of did him the first time he was at when he was in NXT, where he was such a, a unknown. He was he had a dark side to him, a dark meaner, to, a dark persona to him. That I remember the first time I saw him on, on, on NXT and I was like, who the fuck is this? And he just whooped ass and took names. Like, I was just his shit. And he goes to the WWE main roster. They make him lose to Jeff Hardy when he's literally the NXT champion. And by the way, that was his first loss ever in WWE, NXT, or the main roster. His first night on WWE, he lost to Jeff Hardy. This man is undefeated in NXT, and he's the champion of your brand, of that brand, and you told, and you literally made him lose to Jeff Hardy. Now, listen, Jeff Hardy's a fucking legend. Jeff Hardy's one of the greatest to ever do it. But that's how you do him? Like, okay. And then he finally goes to the main roster, and you take away his wife and make him be, like, some dominatrix fucking dude. Like, the fuck is this? Like, it just never fit. And I understood why he left. And I would have left, too, because clearly they didn't have a vision for you. And, and I don't know really what the – I don't know if Vince and Triple H really were at that time in their relationship because Triple H loved carrying across as the guy in NXT. And then when he goes to the main roster, Vince McMahon just treated him like, oh, you're just a Triple H guy. And nobody gives a fuck about you here. And I think that was the problem. With, trip, with him being in WWE opposed to being in NXT when he was the fucking man. He was literally like the big fish in a really big pond, a pretty good pond. But then he goes to WWE and he's like this fucking guppy in in, in, in creative mindset. It, it just didn't work. So now that he's back and came back last night with his wife, thought that shit was incredible. And when I... You know, a song comes on, Roman Reigns is standing in the ring, Drew McIntyre is on a, is walking to the ring, and the song comes on, and everybody's looking like, what the fuck is that? And Roman's like, yo, what the fuck is that? And he just pops up and beats the shit out of Drew, to the point where you look at him and you're like, oh, wow, this is what we wanted the first time he was here. That dominant NXT champion that just, when you got in the ring with him, you literally had to be on your shit. And that still probably wasn't enough because he was just whooping ass in NXT. And he killed it last night. And he's back. And his wife does the clock and flips the fucking hourglass over and tell Roman, TikTok, TikTok, it's going down. And I remember when he did that to Keith Lee. It was the first time him and Keith Lee first met up. 
and he did that same shit. He put the clock, flipped it, tick tock. And if you know anything, he beat Keely. Keely at that time was literally the hottest fucking attraction in NXT. And he beat him. This is the man, Keith Lee, who literally beat Adam Cole. He beat Adam Cole, who at that time was the shit for NXT. And he beat him in a double championship match, took the titles, gave up the North American, became the NXT champion. And I think, matter of fact, that might have been his first ever title defense. Damn, if I actually think about it, yeah, that might have been his first title defense. Yeah, Keith Lee's first title defense was against Karrion Cross, and he lost. He lost the title of Karrion Cross. Damn. Yup. Shit. That's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. But yeah, Keith Lee lost the title of Karrion Cross, his first title defense. Karrion Cross beat him, took the title. Uh, I think he dislocated his shoulder in the match, and he couldn't continue as champion. Uh, came back and did his one title again. <laughs> he came back, beat Finn Balor, took the title again. So it's just like that's just how you that's how crazy this is. And I think that is the thing that I look at with this new regime of WWE because that is a triple H guy. In the first run, you saw how NXT's talent was getting kind of thrown to the side. Um and I think now with Triple H running it. I think that a Karrion Cross coming back, and like I said earlier, like I said in a previous episode, Dakota Kai coming back, EO Sky coming back. It's like, oh shit! Like this is different. This is the this is what a Triple H WWE looks like. A lot of the mid card, maybe wouldn't even get the push. Talent is starting to now come back and get that push. Like last night, you see. Uh, you know, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura finally get his Intercontinental title match against Walter, uh, which is going to be a pretty good match, I think. You know, like I said, Tommaso Ciampa is fighting Bobby Lashley Monday. Sh- uh, Nakamura is fighting Walter Friday night. I think Ricochet comes back in the picture eventually because that's a Triple H guy. I think you can see the makings of what's about to happen. But again, I think the thing about WWE that now has Triple H at the helm a lot of people are going to start feeling some type of way, especially if all of these rumors are coming, starting to kind of seem like a little bit more sense now that Johnny Gargano, who left WWE because he just he saw how they were treating people from NXT to WWE. And somebody like a Johnny Gargano, who's a small guy that might not have gotten a run with Vince McMahon being at the helm, he's like, fuck that. I might as well just be a free agent and just chill. And... I think that's an incredible thing for him to now be back in WWE. You know, if he does, if a lot of people are saying he might return Monday night, I hope he does. That'd be pretty fucking interesting if he does. But this is what I've always said about every show I've done since this news has popped off that Triple H is going to be the now guy, is that Triple H is a wrestler. So he's going to push the company to wrestlers. He's not going to give a fuck about the entertainment value. And I think that's the problem with Vince. Vince always saw WWE as a sports entertainment company. So he's more so about the entertainment value than he was about a true fucking professional courtesy to the fans of put a real match on and let's see what the fuck happens. I'd rather cheer fight forever than for you to think I want to see motherfucking dance sketches in a wrestling performance. Like, no, I'm good. 
And I think that's the thing. I think that Triple H is now, and, and with that being said, with all of these returns, some people might be feeling some type of way about their spot being something. And that's the biggest rumor coming in now is that there's a lot of people at the top that are a little bit of, what's the word? With, with Vince McMahon, you kind of knew you, if you were at the top, you knew your shit. You knew you were already good. You didn't have to worry about anything. But now that Triple H is at the helm and you're starting to see now the so-called, so-called mid-card opening match motherfuckers starting to kind of push up a little bit more now, it's like, uh-oh. My spot's about to get taken. And I don't think Triple H is going to push anybody particularly out the spot, but I do think Triple H is going to make your spot a little bit hotter and make you actually have to perform. And I think that's the beauty of it all, especially if he's bringing back people. If he's bringing back talent like uh, Johnny Gargano, Karrion uh, Cross, EO Sky, uh, Dakota Kai, if he's already bringing those types of people back, and, he, and if these these rumors continue to be more of a foreshadowing of what can happen. Bray Wyatt could be coming back. And if Bray Wyatt coming back, that's automatically a top spot that's already getting grabbed. Like, that's already put it put it out. It's done. It's over. He's the main event. He's a main event talent. You know why? Because everybody's going to remember what he did before he left. And when he got released and came back now, with that creative mind that he has and all the creativeness he can do, Bray Wyatt is going to be the main event. He's going to get one of those titles, which brings me to where the top spot kind of resides right now, Roman Reigns. Now, Roman Reigns has been WWE champion since WrestleMania. He's been universal champion since last year's, uh, not last year, damn, like two years ago. Damn, it's been like 2020. Yeah, 2020. So it's been almost two years since he's been the guy with the universal title. And the rumor is that now that Karrion Cross is back, because like I said last night, he came back. The rumor is that he could be fighting. He could be inserted into the triple threat match, or they break that match off and say, you know what, Roman, you fight Drew for the Universal title, and, and Karrion Cross will fight Roman for the WWE Championship, which would mean he would have two matches in one night. Or maybe you do like, they, like you guys did Seth Rollins, where it was like a double championship match, where... He fought John Cena, lost the United States Championship, but then he fought w, uh, Sting literally in the next match, which they can also draw a lot more eyes to that match if, let's say, Karrion Cross does get that shot, if Karrion Cross does get a title match, which is the conversation that a lot of people are saying that there could be finally a split of the titles where I think this makes more sense with a new Triple H regime, regime because – you don't want the title to your main titles on one person. And that's a fucking problem because in a regime, in a, in a change of scenery. Yeah. The same shit should work, but at the same time, you're changing for a reason. And I think that as much as Roman Reigns is, is the money guy right now, he is the, the ticket. You know, you go into a lot of these shows because it's just, and here's the thing, to hopefully see Roman Reigns. But that's kind of the problem, and that's kind of like the dilemma that WWE's in when you have two, uh, two titles, your main titles on one person. It's like now Roman's the only guy that has the title, so you really have no real reason to watch Raw. And Raw's supposed to be your flagship show, but it has no chain thing. Like, it has no major title. 
And no matter how much you try to promote the U.S. title, that's not the major title, man. And I think that that's the biggest problem right now with Raw. But that seems like it could be changing real soon. Like I've been saying, like I just said, it seems like it could be changing real soon because the way that everybody's saying is that USA went up to WWE and said, hey, listen, we don't have a main champion. We don't have a WWE. We don't have a universal. So we need either Roman's going to now start appearing more on Raw or you can just take the title off of Roman and give it to somebody else because we need that because they don't have one. And I think that's the main thing about WWE right now with this new change is that Triple H knows that. He's not going to keep having – this is the reason why they split in the beginning. Remember, if you know history of WWE, this is the reason why they split in the beginning. Remember when WWE went into the brand split, Raw and SmackDown? Brian Lesnar was supposed to be on both shows when he won the undisputed title. And then he said, now, nah, fuck that. I'll just be on SmackDown, which prompted Raw to have to go get a title a major title, which brought back the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, guess what? That's kind of what the problem is right now. But the problem with that is Roman is, isn't is technically supposed to just be on SmackDown. He's supposed to be on both shows. But he doesn't, and he isn't. So it's kind of a problem already in the in that sense. And I think Roman should drop one of the titles. Now, I don't know which one. Now, that, that's, that should be up to him. But if I'm him, I'm probably dropping the WWE Championship because I just won this shit, and it's not really my main concern to keep it. And I get that shit back to Raw and let Raw figure it out. You know, and I think also with a title on Raw, Raw could go into doing what they want to do, and that is be the three-hour-long show. But they also give Triple H more range to push the Finn Balors, the Damian Priests, the Tommaso Champas, if you get Johnny Gargano back, if you could get Bray Wyatt back, if you could bring back certain people, that gives them more of an opportunity on Raw, which makes Raw now more appealing. And then you go to SmackDown, and now you got the man, the guy, the tribal chief on one show being the dominant one. And that makes more sense in that in in conversation. And if it does happen, I'm happy that WWE's figured, Triple H's, somebody's figured that shit out because it is stupid to have the main titles on one person when that one person doesn't appear on both shows. It's just one show. He's on one show all the time. That's a problem. That's a problem already in a sense because technically Roman is supposed to just be on SmackDown. But when Vince made this dumbass idea to make both titles clash at WrestleMania and fucking make it a, a, a title for title match, he fucked himself. He put himself, he put WWE in such a position because you, I think, one, he always thought he would be there. Two, he can always control it. And, and three, you got somebody that you can push always, and that's Roman. When Roman's not making appearances on Raw, and that's supposed to be your flagship show, it kind of looks very fucking dumb. And now that Triple H is there, hopefully Triple H understands that and gets that title off of Rome, one of those titles off of Roman and say, all right, one of those titles go to Raw. The champion of the title go to Raw. And maybe because we are getting close to it, do you throw a, do you actually do official now a split, a brand split again and say this is the draft? Because let's be real, the dumbest thing Vince has ever done is have a draft but then have a wild card for people to just pop up anywhere when they feel like it. It's like, that's the dumbest shit. Why the fuck did you have a draft? That makes no sense. Now that we actually would probably, if we do have a now, if the title does go to somebody else, 
October, perfect time to have a WWE draft where now the WWE champion is exclusively on Raw, the Universal title is exclusively on SmackDown, and then you fill out the rosters, which I think that makes way more sense. And you get rid of this dumbass wild card draw shit, draw five, six, seven. Like, we could just go straight to the brand split and, like, all right, Raw, SmackDown, this is how we're going to do this. Like we did back in the day. We are Raw. Y'all are SmackDown. And, yeah, I think y'all should keep the pay-per-views the same. I think you should keep it as a together pay-per-view. But if you could split it, and let's say we get a lot more talent back in WWE, you can split it again. You can make it. SmackDown has exclusive pay-per-views. Raw have exclusive pay-per-views. Let's see what happens. I think that'd be more intriguing to me. Personally, as a wrestling fan, I think I would like that more. Because I think it'd be more, in, like, it made me feel back like I'm back in the, the, the ruthless aggression era. Like, holy shit, like, this is really, like, Raw versus SmackDown again. Like, this makes fucking sense. And then, if Triple H is running NXT again, which I think he's going to give NXT to Road Dog, not Shawn Michaels. I think Road Dog goes back and runs NXT. And when they resign and bring him back into the fold, I think that if Road Dog runs NXT, you know what you want out of NXT. Because Road Dog has always been with Triple H when he was running NXT. So if you make NXT then back to a prominent a company again where you was really running that shit, Survivor Series can actually really be back to being Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Now you got three brands and going against each other. That's more intriguing to me. I think that would make NXT way better. You know what I'm saying? But... If this is true, that the titles could be, Roman could be losing one of the titles eventually, which I think he should, then WWE Championship should go to Raw. Let it be on Raw. That is your, that is supposed to be your main title, but the main title is on whoever makes the title hot. And I think if you give it to Karrion Cross, he goes to Raw. That's a different conversation. Because look at all the talent that's on Raw that doesn't get that, that push, that drive. And maybe you could re you could re-energize that Finn Balor, Damian, Karrion uh, Cross rivalry from back in the day. Where, like I said, I've said this numerous times. If I was WWE, I'd get Finn Balor the fuck out of Judgment Day as quick as I can, and really start making him a, a profitable superstar again because that dude can really go in the ring. You've seen him as the demon on NXT, or you've seen him really in just matches. Dude really can fucking wrestle, man, and that's that's crazy that he has to waste his talent in a dumbass group like that. And I'm not saying that the two wrestlers that are in the group with him are bad because Damian Priest is a motherfucking monster. And Rhea Ripley is was literally deemed the face of the, the, the future of women wrestling. And she hasn't lived up to that because Vince doesn't know how to fucking manage her. Like, and, and by the way, Rhea Ripley is a Triple H girl. So I think she will get her fucking just do now in WWE. So it's it's kind of interesting to see how this is all about to play out. Um, speaking of that, like I said, signings and speaking of women signings, there is a rumor that to Monday night that they could actually bring back the women's tag team titles in a tag team tournament. Uh, I still don't think you have enough women to do a tag team tournament, but if this is kind of what it's leading to, and that is Sasha Banks and Naomi coming back to the company and taking the titles back. I could see why you would do a tournament. <laughs> like, I can see it. I can see it. Or you just do like a big ass, you know, battle royal and Sasha Banks and Naomi, you know, pop up at the end and say, hey, you guys got to fight them really to get these titles. 
and they take the titles back, and now you got them in a whole other storyline with, with the titles, and that's an interesting thing because now these women think they want the tag team titles, but then you see Sasha and Naomi pop up, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, like, like oh, fuck. And I think that would be pretty cool, and that'd be pretty dope. I think that'd be a pretty dope situation in a sense. And I think that that the thing about the returning of the superstars that is so intriguing with WWE is that WWE didn't have this a couple of months ago. Like, shit, a month ago. Nobody was really intrigued to going back to WWE. If you actually hear a lot of these wrestlers that left the company, they, were running, they weren't running back to WWE. They weren't like, yeah, I go. Like, they're more like, I go to AEW or Ring of Honor or, like, New Japan. Like, I'm not going back to WWE because I just don't like how it's run. And, again, this is Vince's doing. Vince fucked himself into a position where the company wasn't really seeing the proper growth in the future because you kept pushing who you liked as the guys. And I think that's the problem with a company like that. Now that Triple H, and now Triple, I'm not going to sit here and say Triple H is not pushing the people he liked because that's not what I'm about to say. But I think I'd rather see those people get pushed than people I've already seen at the top. How many times am I going to see Rock, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the fucking titles? Like, I already know how this looks, plays out, and is. I don't need to see this shit a hundred times more to know Roman's going to probably be Brock. It'd be surprising if Brock wins now because Roman's more of your jaw than Brock is. But I don't need to see them at every main event. When you have a major pay-per-view, you're going to put them two together and make it a main event. It's like, I don't need that shit. I didn't see that shit enough at WrestleMania to know what happens. I didn't see that shit enough now at SummerSlam to know what happens. I don't need to see it again. I'm good. When it, when it comes to particularly, you know, the future of this company, I think that's the problem with Vince. Vince could just never see the future because he always had this idea in his head. And another thing about WWE right now that's kind of interesting is that if y'all haven't realized, Theory's not on TV like he used to be. Theory is the money in a bank briefcase holder. I haven't seen I didn't see him at Monday Night Raw. They didn't feature Theory on Monday Night Raw. They didn't feature Theory last night off SmackDown. There is nowhere to be found. For somebody that holds the money in a bank briefcase, and yeah, you could probably say, well, he got his ass whooped at SummerSlam by Brock and Roman, then yeah, okay, cool. But here's the thing. You, you're the money in a bank briefcase holder. I would assume you would be the first person to be ready to take a title from somebody. This is the one thing I've been saying. When Vince was pushing this kid, it made sense to have him on TV every day. Now that Triple H is there, Triple H didn't really have that much for Theory when he was in NXT. Like, he used him, but he didn't use him. Like, Vince used him. And that's the thing. Like, he threw Theory in a fucking group with Johnny Gargano. Like, he put him in the group the way, and it was like, dude, just figure some shit out. Like, but he didn't push Theory. And this is where this is kind of going to get interesting. Because now that Theory is the briefcase holder, you're not getting that push like you got with Vince. Which brings me to the conversation of, does Theory drop the briefcase? Does he give the briefcase to somebody that actually, Triple H sees actually being a real true title contender? Because like I've said numerous times, you gave him the Vince gave him, Vince gave him the money in the bank briefcase. Now that Triple H is actually the one in charge, sorry y'all, um, I was itching like a son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> Because Vince is now no longer in charge and this kid really isn't 
that type of guy, you don't push him. Like, Triple H's not going to probably push this kid like Vince was pushing this kid, which that means makes the money in a briefcase kind of non-existent in a sense because when you got the person that's got the money in the briefcase, but they're not really giving them TV time or anything like that, what the fuck is the point of having them with the money in the briefcase? Now, does he drop it to... Like I said, Finn Balor, does he drop it to Johnny Gargano? Does he drop it to somebody that could be coming back to the company? Or maybe even more so, just somebody that didn't get that push, get that opportunity. Like, like does he lose it to somebody? Like, I don't see a, I see a lot of people that was pushed for Vince and not going to get that push for, for, for um, Triple H. Like Madcap Moss and Theory and shit like that, they're not going to get that push anymore. They're not about to get it. I can tell you that now. I can see it. Because you didn't get that push in NXT. And I know you're not going to get the push now that Triple H is running WWE. You got pushed because Vince liked you. Which means, like, uh, and I've heard people like Omos, who is a massive Vince guy because of his, because Vince loves big dudes. Omos was fighting in main event. That's the show before the show. Like, it's like, like he didn't even get that. Like, Ezekiel, I can see Ezekiel also losing a little bit of that interest because... I could see Ezekiel just falling by the wayside in a couple months. There's a lot of people that's going to be falling by the wayside, but I could see a Kevin Owens pop up and be very Kevin Owens. I could see Finn taking off. I could see Damian. I could see Rhea. I could, if the Judgment Day does stay together, that's the only way it stays together is because there are, they are kind of Triple H guys all together. And it kind of does, well, it would make sense if you do push them all together. But I personally just feel like, when they were under Vince, their careers floundered. They didn't have a good success rate. But now that Triple H is there, he knows how to run each one's careers solo-wise. So do you keep them together because it makes no sense? Because this is what Ed said. Ed said, I decided to bring in a lot of these young guys that just didn't have a career at the time. They really wasn't having a, a singles push like they were thinking about it. And I decided to bring them in. And that makes sense because that's kind of true. And I think that that's going forward. Going for it, I can see a lot more of that. I can see a lot more of the superstars that Vince didn't see as talent commodities because they were they were short or they just want his type of wrestler get pushed. Like Tommaso Ciampa just got pushed. Shinsuke is getting pushed now. Shinsuke was kind of getting pushed, but he just never could get that push push. And it's, it's, it's people like that, man. I'm looking at this right now, and I'm saying to myself, man, if WWE really does take off with Triple H, it's a very interesting situation. There's only two things that really made it take off. is the fact that he pushed a lot of people that we all knew, if you really watched WWE, if you really was a fan of NXT, and he was the guy, he's going to push a lot of those superstars to the forefront. And if that's the case, you're about to get real classic matches in a WWE setting. Like, real matches in WWE settings. Like, it's a, ooh, okay, this is different. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, if you're a top superstar like Roman Reigns, you should be a little bit afraid. You should be a little bit worried. If you're Theory again, Theory should drop the briefcase. Like, it makes no sense to have it on him if you're not going to probably feature him, like, talking about it now. Like, when Vince was the guy, yeah, that made sense to have Theory with the briefcase because he saw something in Theory. I don't think Triple H sees what Vince saw in Theory because Triple H had Theory. Theory literally, people forget that Theory is a part of the fucking WWE main roster during the pandemic. Like, he was literally with Seth Rollins during the pandemic. And literally, Seth Rollins, and literally in a week, like, Theory went with Seth Rollins, and then they put Murray, uh, Murphy in the, in, the, in the group. 
with AOP, and then he just fell by the wayside. Nobody heard anything about Theory. Nobody. Theory just went right back to NXT. Nobody even talked about it. It was like a week later. He was not even in the fucking... He wasn't even on the main roster. He was back in NXT. That's when he was 22 years old. You telling me in t- at 22, you think he's... He, at 24, two years later, you think he's actually grown as a... No. I think he's going to drop the briefcase. I think they're going to give it to somebody. I can see Dolph. I, I can see a lot of people take the briefcase from Theory. Because it's like... Now that theory is doesn't have the Vince McMahon protection, he does seem irrelevant. It seems irrelevant to have a briefcase on his motherfucker, and you know he's not gonna beat any of these man guys. See, with Vince protecting him, he could beat these man guys because it made sense to Vince. But now that Vince is not there, it doesn't make any sense to have theory with a briefcase, now does it? And still, here's the thing: the, the craziest thing about all of this is. You got a lot of AEW people that's looking at WWE right now, and they're kind of like, yo. I might go to WWE in two years because a lot of these dudes' contracts are coming up in 2024. MJF, Aleister Black, who's Malachi Black, Black, and you know you got Andrade, who's in AEW, but he's he said in 2024 his contract expires. WWE cornered a market again in two years, and then AEW would be flex for talent and be like, oh shit, what do we do now? And that's a very interesting thing. I think they keep they let them have the, the Daniel Bryan sense and all them, but the young bucks and all them, Cody Rose is left. So if the young buck says, "Yo, I want out. I I'd rather go to WWE." And the way it's looking right now with the undisputed uh, elite, which it don't make any sense, but anyway, but but all of these tap all of this talent could go right back to WWE because they loved how Triple H work their characters and I think that's a that's a really scary thing for a company like AEW who's already floundering in certain situations because you're trying to make it realistic but then you're starting to realize that's the problem because you're making it too realistic because a lot of your characters are like yo this shit makes no sense like what the fuck am I doing like what are we doing this week and it's starting to get to that point with Triple H running WWE and in the next review like I said is uh Clash at the castle. Um, Liv Morgan is now fighting Shanna Baszler, who is another NXT Triple H girl. She was the main champion in NXT. Now she's getting her shot at Liv Morgan, which if I'm Liv and she's starting to kind of get the crowd to turn on her a little bit, where that was the one thing about Liv is like, you're a face. You're a face champion. But if Shayna Baszler takes the title off of her, I wouldn't be mad. I love her. Liv, I think Liv's a great, you know, wrestler, but is a really good wrestler, but I don't think she should, now in this era where it's like, she fought so hard to get it, now you're hearing the crowd kind of like turn on her, it's like, uh-oh, that's not good, because that's the one thing that kept her so hot in the last couple of years, it's like, the crowd always loved it, thought she was just getting looked over, now that she's been champion for like a, a month or two, the crowd's like, okay, there's something off with this, so I don't know. Do you drop the title and give it to Shayna Baszler? Sasha Banks and Naomi. Sasha Banks and Naomi come back. Does that make the WWE Women's Division more of an appealing look now? And like I've always said, and also speaking of titles being taken away, I think the Usos should keep the two titles, but I think you should take the undisputed tag team champions away too. 
I think you should just make it one big title, one title, and tell them, because unlike Roman, they are all on both shows. They do fight on both shows. That's the one thing about Roman that they that he doesn't do, but they do. They fight on every show, which makes it kind of like, like I said, if you can get more tag teams to come in, then it's a different conversation. But the fact that you don't really have that many tag teams in the, in the men's division, yeah, I think you should have one tag team champion going on both shows. I think it should. It makes more sense. It makes more sense. Um, at the end of the day, man, this new era of WWE is going to be interesting. I think Triple H being um, the head of this creative move movement is going to be pretty damn awesome. He's already made two moves that a lot of people love to death. Three, actually, if you really want to be honest. But if he could re-sign more people and bring in more people, man, WWE's going to get crazy attraction because now you're bringing in people we know and we already love and already had some some type of respect for. And I think that, that that's going to be – this is going to be an interesting ride for the next couple of months to see how this all plays out. And then you still got Randy Orton, Cody Rose, and all these other people coming back from injury. And all that could be in a mixture. It's this is who man, it's gonna be interesting. Uh but anyway, man, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm Brandon Janu. Peace.